Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Profit Minds podcast. My name is Dr. Stephen Kirch, and I am the professor of ProTivity, the creator of the ProTivity Growth System, a unique blend of profit growth, productivity acceleration, and business process for scale. Every episode, I interview entrepreneurs and small business owners from around the world with a unique story to tell. You can find this show on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Today, my guest is Brian Daly, president of New Life Financial Alliance, a fee-based fiduciary financial planning firm, and we'll be discussing everything that's wrong with conventional financial wisdom. Welcome, Brian. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here. Yeah, it's, it's great to have you, uh, an opportunity to, to tell us what's wrong. Well, uh, where, where do I begin? <laughs> I, I'll tell you a little bit about my story and my Yeah, my I'd, I'd love here. to hear. And, uh, you know, I, start, I started off in the accounting and tax world and uh, worked for one of the big box financial firms. And uh, for many, many years, I continued to practice, preach the conventional wisdom. And uh, it wasn't until I really started examining the math, the numbers, and other alternatives that I realized that the conventional wisdom is badly, badly broken. And unfortunately, it's costing people financial independence, financial freedom, uh, financial security, that um, if they just did things the same dollars, but did things differently, they'd have a heck of a lot more in their accounts. That's really interesting. So what is it then that makes your firm so special and unique? Well, um, to begin with, of course, we do take a planning approach. Uh, however, we're, we're let, let me give you a couple of examples. Um, many people think, well, let me ask you a question. Let me start this way. Why do you think people save money in 401k or IRA or qualified plans? Why do they put their money in there? Well, of course, they do it to save money for retirement. Okay. So that, they, so that they'll be financially secure. That would be the goal, I would think. Sure. In their, in their why, why that particular vehicle? What do they think the advantage of putting it into a 401k or an IRA is advantaged over anything else? Well, there, there are the, the taxes are deferred until a time when presumably you have a lower tax rate. There we go. Exactly. So the perceived value to that is lower taxes. Correct. However, unless you are in a lower tax bracket, there is no advantage. If it's the same uh, tax bracket, mathematically, there's no advantage. In fact, you're at a disadvantage if taxes go up. And right now, we're $30 trillion in U.S. national debt, $169 trillion dollars in an unfunded liability, which is basically promises that the governments have made, the government has made to its citizens in the area of Social Security and Medicare, for which they have no money set aside for, it dwarfs the debt. And most people don't even know that that exists. We're one of the lowest tax brackets. So if I ask folks, do you think that taxes will be going up in the future or going down in the future or staying the same? I think any thinking person would say, they have to go up. In fact, the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, a nonpartisan wing of Congress, said that taxes will have to more than double 
in the future just to pay the debt and and the and the liabilities and obligations that have already been promised. Nothing new, right? So <clears throat> think about what you've done. Logically, is you've avoided paying the taxes now when they're low, so that you'll pay them in the future when they're much higher. Hmm. That 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 does sound a little bit backwards. Right. Exactly. So so is that when you said you know everything that's wrong with conventional financial wisdom is that it, or is there more? No, there's much more. When it comes to risk, uh, fill in the rest of the sentence. You ready? If you take more risk, you will get more return a reward right return and reward right right um, that's no longer the case uh and, and, and there are methods and strategies that folks the average folks can use today to protect and lock in their gains so they don't go backwards and how timely is that after a 12-year bull run in the market when especially now we're seeing uh, markets declining and entering near bear territory in some cases bear territory so, you know, the, that old paradigm of risk and reward uh, sort of turned on its head. And as a matter of fact, if you follow that strategy and you eliminate the downside, but only get the upside, you can actually outperform the market and reduce or eliminate the risk. Well, that sounds like magic. Is it, what, 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 what is it that uh, allows you to do that kind of thing, which is so unconventional? Yeah, it's a, it's basically hedging strategy using options on the market. So if we if we took 95% of the assets and put them into a revenue producing account, whether it's short duration high yield bonds or in some cases insurance companies will take that into their general account. It depends on which strategy or program you're using, right? So that at the end of a year, that 95% grows back to 100%. Right? Pretty simple. So we put $95 in at the end of a year, it's worth hundred. We take okay. another, we take that $5 difference and we put that into mm. options on the stock market. Stock market goes up. We exercise the options, cash in the profits and put them mm. in our account. Stock market goes down. The options expire. The account matures back to its 100. Is that easy to follow or? Yeah. I, I got it. I, I, I don't I don't know how I don't know how well our listeners followed it, yeah. but, but, but but it sounds like um, by buying buying options on uh, a future priced uh, security, you can realize that that future appreciation in that stock. But the downside risk is only the amount of money that you have expended to buy the option. Is that yeah, yeah. So you may not have any gain that year, but you didn't go backwards. Right. So so you've taken out the downside. Taken out the allowed. downside and and still got still get the upside. I see. Well, and that, and that, you know, the old strategy used to be buy and hold. Uh the new strategy is buy and hedge. Okay. So so are you also buying securities or just buying options? Well, there are a lot of different strategies, but in general, it's based on the options. Okay. So some some cases we use short duration, um, high yield bonds. Uh, other cases we let the insurance companies take on that risk, and the insurance companies will guarantee 
um, no losses in the accounts. So that, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the entire portfolio, but for many people, that should be a big chunk of their portfolio. You know, and, and the rest of the conventional wisdom is the markets come back. They always have. They always will. And listen, I, I'm a I'm a patriot. I believe in the power of the American economy and so on. However, there have been times in our country's history where it's taken 10 years to come back to even. And what people don't realize is that there's a cost to that. And that's called opportunity cost. You know, if you're if you're getting on average a 7 percent return over a 10 year time frame, you've missed out on a double. So if you started with $500,000, let's use some nice round numbers, that would have grown to a million dollars in an account that didn't go backwards. And then if you took that further and had one or two more doubles going forward, that $1 million becomes $2 million, et cetera. So folks are always behind if they miss out on the, the continuous compounding of their money. And I, I don't know if I'm getting too deep in the weeds or losing people on this or what, <laughs> but um, the, the, the point is, the point is that folks, there, there's nothing written anywhere that says you have to ride the downside of the stock market in order to get the returns of the stock market. Okay. Yeah. The, 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 the thing that I've always worried about uh, is, um, and, and this is one of those things where people say, well, you know, you, you can't time the market, right? Because you never know on that day that it's going to bounce back. And you can't be sitting on the sideline waiting for that to happen. And that's why people suggest that you stay in the market. Well, this would be a way to be fully invested at all times and not have equity risk or stock market risk. So, so is, is 5% of your money enough of it to um, be fully invested in the market? Yeah. That yeah. You have that you have that kind of leverage with with the option strategies that you recommend. Yeah, yeah, and and you you can do that inside what are called separately managed accounts, things that look a little bit like mutual funds or exchange traded funds that will do that automatically for you. So you don't have to place the the trades or do you know do any of that stuff yourself. So so you have like options managers. Yeah. They, they, they manage the whole, the whole program for you. And then if you do it with the insurance company, they take care of everything. Now, there's a cost to that as well. Sure. But then there's also guarantees with the insurance companies as well. Okay. And if you do it with insurance companies, you can do it tax-free. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that, is that because of the insurance vehicles themselves? That they have special tax considerations. Gotcha. Just the way a life insurance policy is is received tax free. Exactly. Got it. Okay. And so, then, so yeah. <laughs> go ahead. What else? No, no. I I could I could go. I could. Keep uh, I'm sure you could for, yeah. for a while. But you know, when it when it comes to fees, um, one of the most surprising thing that many people don't realize, you know, one percent, two percent is that a little or a lot? Well, a two percent fee can cost you half of your portfolio. And people have no idea. They've never done the math. 
They've never, and all, by the way, all this stuff is not complicated math. It's simple uh, arithmetic. It's not physics. It's not hard stuff like physics. Do you know anybody that does physics? I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is pretty simple stuff in comparison to that. So it's not rocket science, huh? So, it's so definitely even, not rocket science. Even I, somebody what, like me. I'll give you one more example when it comes to a mortgage, 30-year um, fixed rate mortgage. If the stated interest rate is 3.5%, if you hold it for 30 years, you will pay back almost 60% in interest. Six, right. zero. Right. And what happens is the average person holds on to a mortgage about five to seven years and they continuously keep refinancing. So a 30-year mortgage becomes a 40-year mortgage, a 50-year mortgage, a 60-year mortgage. And there's much smarter mortgages that have been around for 20 plus years that most Americans have never heard of before. Simple interest rate where the interest rate is the actual interest rate. Because a lot of people say, well, I've got 2.95% interest rate on my mortgage. No, you don't. Calculate what you're actually paying in interest. Again, simple math, right? Simple math. Right. And, you know, so it, it eludes them. Now, by, by following a program with these new types of loans, uh, someone could pay off a 30-year mortgage for the same payments in nine years. Make the same monthly payment, pay off the mortgage in nine years. Now that gives you 21 years worth of mortgage payments. If you save 21 years worth of mortgage payments, say $2,000 a month at 7%, that's close to a million dollars. So in, in fact, the 30 year fixed 2.89% mortgage is costing people a million bucks. A lot of people say, prove to me. Well, simple math, simple math will prove it and bear it out. So those are, the idea really, Steve, comes down to if you could redirect dollars you're already spending, not spending anything less than or more than what you're spending, but just redirect things more effectively and more efficiently, people could come a lot closer to creating financial security and financial independence. That's my mission. That's the mission that we're, that we're that, on. That's great, Brian. So, so who's your ideal client? Um, trillionaires work pretty good. Yeah. Billionaires. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, know, over, I don't know very many of those. <laughs> I know a couple um, of billionaires. But, yeah. <laughs> The the, uh, the the ideal client is someone generally within five years of retirement um, looking for a plan and a program to maximize their income, make sure that they don't run out of money in retirement. They're looking to reduce their taxes, reduce their risk. You know, w when we go into retirement, all the rules change from accumulation okay. to decumulation. The rules change and a lot of people don't don't realize uh, how much those rules uh, in fact change. What's one example of a significant change in the rules that happens for, for folks who are um, post-retirement? Well, you know, if you, if you look at, uh, there's a difference between average rates of return and compound annual growth rate. And I think that's one of the most misleading things that folks will look at a prospectus and say, well, the average rate of return was this. And um, <clears throat> however, what they fail to realize is that there's something called sequence of returns risk. 
meaning if we had losses in the early years and made up for them in the later years, on average, we might get a 10 or 12% return. However, when we're taking money in distribution and we're taking it out while the accounts are down, that greatly increases our chances of running out of money sooner. So, you know, in retirement, uh, there in life, but but in retirement especially, there's all sorts of risk, right? There's inflation risk, there's tax risk, there's health risk, uh, there there's market risk. Um, but the biggest of all is longevity risk. How long will you live? And people are living longer and longer, so the risk of outliving their money. And longevity risk really is a risk multiplier. It makes all the other risks even worse. Magnifying. Sure. sure. You know, if, if you only lived a few years in retirement, does it really matter whether you took, nah, doesn't really matter. You know, it doesn't matter that you got a long-term care policy. Nah, doesn't matter. You know, does it matter that you, you know, the, the market took a lot of, none of that stuff matters. But if you live a long period of time and the challenge today is <clears throat> that if both husband and wife lived or healthy and happy at age 65, the chances are 90% that one of them will need long-term care in retirement. And that has a tendency to wipe people out financially. So going back to what your original question was, um, taking care and managing all those risks is as effectively and efficiently as we can. Well, that's, that's, that's a, that's a great message, a great uh, opportunity for folks. Um, So, um, what has you excited about the future for you and your business? Well, you know, the, the thing that I'm most excited about is we are marketing a bunch of programs that sound too good to be true. Think, think about that. If you're a customer or you're a client, um, you know, we're, we're going to bring to you a solution that most people are going to say, now that sounds too good to be true. Isn't that exactly what we're looking for? Now, all's of course, all we need to do is prove, in fact, that it's true. It works. Here's the simple math that makes it happen, and and people go forward. But we have several programs. One on the mortgage side, we have another program that's on a tax-free, what we call bank leverage retirement, where the bank ba- matches three dollars in contributions for every dollar in contribution that you put in. Pretty what? incredible. What? Yeah. A bank giving you three bucks for every dollar you... Exactly. And again, what's the catch? You know, all that other stuff, right? So, uh, you know, th- these are these are the programs that, um, you know, the mortgage program, you know, same monthly payment. Pay- How come I never heard of this before? You know, so, so what has me most excited is the opportunity to change lives using these programs, which really is just taking the is re-examining broken conventional wisdom and came with a much smarter financial technology. And technology changes all the time. You, is it is it is anybody if I said to you Steve, I'm going to hand you a phone and you could video chat with anyone in the world instantly on your phone. Well, of course you believe that. We we do it every day. If we went back 50 years ago and I said, "Well, Steve, you'll have a device on your watch that you can communicate to millions of people around the globe and watch, you know, 
live what's going on in China on your wristwatch or whatever, you'd say, that sounds too good to be true. Well, that was Dick Tracy, wasn't it? That was Dick Tracy. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Jetsons, all that stuff. But yeah, didn't, uh, you didn't know, when, Dick when it, Tracy have one of those watches that he, he could? Did you know? And we <laughs> thought that was the coolest thing in the world, you know. And uh, you know, and and today, of course, when it comes to financial technology, of course, maybe not as awe-inspiring or whatever. But for some reason, people have a tendency. People love the latest gadget and widget and so on, but they have the great hesitancy in adopting new financial technology. That's really interesting that 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 people are just not not looking at the numbers. And as you point out, this is not rocket science. And the financial people, you know, this I don't want to use any names, but the folks that get on television and they keep spouting the same stuff over and over again. And the the real solutions are right under their nose. It's amazing. So, so maybe one day you'll see me on TV, you know, talking about all the, the you know, <clears throat> uh, the, the title of the program will be Sounds Too Good to be True. Finance. Ah, oh, <laughs> that sounds like a great one. <laughs> so, so Brian, if people want to learn more, people want to get in touch with you, uh, how should they do that? What's the best way? Uh, B-R-Y-A-N-D-A-L-Y on LinkedIn is a great way to connect with me. NewLifeFinancialAlliance.com is my website. And uh, we regularly do, you know, Steve, we, we really have to do a lot of educating to get people to to see the simple math and to see the numbers that in fact and, and, and by the way none of these strategies are new every single one of them has been around 20 30 50 even 100 years wow yeah but of course you know the 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 banks the insurance companies wall street they all have vested reasons for not promoting me as an independent planner um, I, I don't make any more or any less depending on which, you know, smarter strategies are better for my clients because once my clients get it, like right now, my clients going through great market turmoil, right? The markets are dropping, et cetera. My clients aren't losing a penny. So the referrals are coming in from, you know, their friends saying, Hey, can you do for me what you did for my friend? The biggest risk of all, Steve, the biggest risk of all that folks are not facing absolutely without a doubt will be taxes. Folks that have accumulated money in qualified plans, IRAs, 401ks, or have anything in brokerage accounts, et cetera, I hate to say it, but the government knows it and they're coming after that money for taxes. So when, when tax revenue needs to be raised, do you think they're going to get it from the people who have no money or from the people who have done what they were supposed to, saved money, et cetera? Unfortunately, a lot of that's going to get gobbled up in taxes. So being forewarned, forearmed is forewarned or something like that, right? Something like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, great. Well, thanks. Thanks, Brian. Um, I was going to ask you if you had any any final parting comments, but it sounds like uh, that's the one, right? 
Taxes, um, taxes, taxes. Do not ignore taxes. The, ta- the Right now, people don't realize that there's a tax called IRMA and there's something called the tor- tax torpedo. And that's uh, the tax torpedo. If you earn as a married couple over 40, this is today, over $44,000 a year in income and you're in a 25% tax bracket, because of the tax torpedo, it effectively puts you in a 44% tax bracket. That's today. Imagine and it's only it going to get worse. Yeah. So I well, can go on Brian. forever. Thanks, Brian. I really appreciate it. I, really pre- I know our listeners are going to appreciate this as well. And that concludes our show. Thanks to our guest, Brian Daly. And thank you for listening or watching. I'm Dr. Stephen Kurtz, the professor of productivity. Make sure you catch us again next time on YouTube, LinkedIn, Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. Bye, all.